You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm bound for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. How are you, Venus, today? I'm not too bad. I'm a bit tired, but we've been busy. A lot going on down in Fredericton. Yes, we're having a fundraiser dinner tonight. Yeah, I'll be there, and our guests will be there too. And I just wanted to introduce a very special guest, my dad, Chester Dana, originally from Indian Island, Old Town, Old Town, Maine, yeah. and uh, yeah, obviously a very important part of my story. And we wanted to hear your story, Dad. And uh, we're just gonna gonna sit here and just. Just kind of talk, and Venus will ask you questions like she usually does, like she does to me, putting me on the spot. Um, our story is important in our life, in who we are as as people. When we look at our lives, and and we look at Christ and what He's done for us, it, it's almost like the before and and after, and. and uh, before we became Christians and, and what our life is like now with with uh, Jesus. And uh, you're an amazing fellow. I'm sure you have a story that you want to tell us. Can you tell us your testimony or just share uh, your life before Christ? And Yes, well, I was raised on the island to about uh, seven years old, and we went to Connecticut. And then I was there about a year, and then a real change came into my life because I got adopted by a white lady in Enfield. And that was a real change because I had everything as far as, you know, she had money and she spoiled me uh, and my sister both. And uh, anyway, I, I think even when I was on the island, I, was, I knew about God and I wanted God in my life. And in fact, I remember going to a church, a Catholic church. I went to Catholic church. My family never did, but I always had to go. But I remember looking up in the sky and seeing a cloud, and I could just see God with his arms open. But then, you know, uh, you get a little older, and, and things pass away, and I got older, and uh, I, I never went to church after that too much. We did while I was in the service. I got in the service, and I went to church, and but it, it didn't really mean anything to me. It was just something to do. But the real change, I think, came in my life uh, when things start happening in my life, uh, being married, having Mark and uh, Lisa and Ellen and Lee, and uh, 
things I couldn't seem to handle. And uh, I remember being a teacher at Garland Street Junior High, and and uh, it was just a time of the 70s when when the students just weren't, you know, like they were before. As a teacher, you were respected, you were kind of looked up to, you were listened to, and they didn't do that. They stopped doing that. And so I've always been... I think because of my my adopted mother's kind of influence on me, kind of principled, um, strong, sort of. Um, sometimes I guess it's even got to a point where I get to be uh, a know-it-all, and I should not have ever done that. But nevertheless, getting to the point was I couldn't handle things. I'd walk around, and the challenge of these students, you know, disrespect and all that, I'd walk around and have a knot in my stomach, and I just... I was just out of it, really, and then so I started hearing things, and anyway, I got, to make a long story short, our, our, our youngest daughter, Lee, had a um, hearing loss. She was actually deaf, and, and we had a friend, uh, her name was Mary Anderson, and, and she started helping at the school where Lee was, and, uh, and then she was a Christian, and so somehow, uh, God started getting, getting hold of our family. Ellen and, and Joni went to something, and, and, but I was a science teacher, and I teach, you know, uh, well, uh, God did it, did it, but he did it this way, you know, all this stuff and evolution and things. Well, anyway, uh, finally came through to me that I couldn't handle things. And uh, so after learning something about God and uh, one night uh, it seemed like we were in the house and it was dark and I knew about the Bible and uh, and all of that. In fact, I had a Bible that I had in college and it was just part of the, you know, uh, the uh, it was like an English course where we get into Psalms and all that. And so, uh, but anyway, it came through to me through Reg and and his influence. Uh, he's a, a cousin to my wife and uh, that I needed salvation and I finally figured that out. But one night, it just happened so. It was dark, very dark. Uh, the lights were on. And I used to go to bed and uh, I'd read the Bible for some reason. I got into that habit. And I got up, woke up about oh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Never got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, ever. Um, except to go fishing or something. But I went in <laughs> and kneeled, knelt down by my couch and filled that cushion right full of tears. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, I don't know who you are or what you're like. Because I used to hear some things at a program I was listening to. And, and I just said, I need you in my life. And that was the turning point right there. That was a, the start of it all. and uh, Dad, you mentioned when you were growing up uh, on the island there, I remember you telling us that you experienced hunger uh, because of there was lack of uh, food and things like that. Can you share with us about that aspect of living there? Well, it you know, it was, I think... Uh, I think I probably could have had food, but we didn't. It was kind of a loose association. I'd spend like my summer running around doing what I wanted to do. 
And I, uh, I remember one of my favorite things to eat was a piece of bread with, with, uh, with mustard and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's and, not still your favorite, is it, Dad? No, no, it's not. not. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't think it was so much that. It was just it was such a loose association that, that uh, my mother was there, the family was there, but uh, I've been thinking about this, Mark, that the man that married my mother... Um, I don't remember him having any part of my life. Yeah, and that's uh, where your name came from in the beginning, right? Well, it was it was uh, Anselm Francis Phillips, but my father was not the Phillips. So, tell us about your background. I know that you live in the states, mm-hmm. and uh, I know you've got a native background. What tribe do you come from? What's your Penobscot? Penobscot. Penobscot tribe, yeah. From Old Town. Okay. Old yeah. Town, Maine. Old Town, Maine, yeah. Where the canoe factory is. Old yes, Town canoes. Yes, yes. Beautiful canoes. Good canoes, yeah. 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 I've always had a lot of respect for you, Chet. And I just have to look at Mark, and I know that uh, you can take credit for Mark's uh, walk with the Lord, but you can take credit for his uh, raising him up. Um you gave your heart to the Lord. How old were you when you gave your heart to the Lord? I know that you had your children already. Forty-two years old. Forty-two years old. Yes. And so were all your children made a decision by then? No. No. Uh, Mark was was in, in New York learning art. Uh, but uh, uh, Lisa and Ellen. Ellen, I think, probably was the first. And Lisa... They made their own decisions, you know. After I got saved, um, they made their own decisions. And but we, uh, we had some good friends in the church that we have, uh, uh, and uh, they, they kind of steered us straight. And you, you mentioned about me being an influence to Mark. Uh, um, I can't, I can't take credit for that. As a father. Yeah, I can't take credit for that. I, you know, I think the Lord blessed us. I've been thanking him for Mark and Lisa and Ellen and Lee because they they all gave their heart to the Lord, even Lee. Lee was, was just young, and, and uh, again, in Mary Anderson's class, she gave her heart to the Lord there. But Mark came back from, from uh, uh, art school, and you don't mind if I say that you were a mess. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Do you mind me I saying look that? Like a mess. But anyway, but he started. He started painting, just painting, 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 because he had a bunch of friends. I guess they were friends, kind of like. Sort of. They didn't well, they have real. Friends. They didn't have a good influence on him anyway, and so uh, all of us, the rest of us, had come. Joni, the two girls, the three girls, and myself. But Mark hadn't yet, and. Uh, he came home from art school, and you remember you had a finger that you jammed in the in the oh, door. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. So I fixed that. It's kind it of relieved the pressure. But anyway, he he kind of separated himself out from the group, and he stayed doing all that. And I don't know, like something else happened. I can't remember exactly what it was, but but nevertheless, it came to a point where I said to him, I said, Mark, I said, you know, we love you, and you're of age, so you can go if you want to, but if you leave, I said, 
then we'll always be praying for you. But if you stay, then you're going to have to go by what this family believes. It's almost like Joshua saying, as for me and my house, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it wasn't long. He worked next door for a while. And then uh, we had two friends, Roger and June Miles. They're both gone now, but really good friends. They loved us very much. And uh, uh, was it June? And June was having a uh, baptism, right? Mm-hmm. And someone else. And, and uh, I guess we had it. You God, know, you God, had that. But I'm sorry. We had our baptism first. God was working in my heart. And, yeah. And Mark was on his side, you know, how people out there and, yeah. and everything. And so we got ready to go home. Our family all baptized, not him. Uh, and he says, Dad, he says, you think I should have been baptized? And I said, well, Mark, did you want to be baptized? And he said, well, I don't know, or something like that, Mark. Didn't so you say you I, went to saw I it? want to be, but I, know, I don't know if I'm quite ready, yeah. like I fully understand. So when June got baptized, he got baptized. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was really something. But God was work, working. I, uh, I don't. That's why I say I can't take any credit. I don't know of any family that all came like that at that yeah. time, uh, having no, you know, no real background, getting into our life at forty-two, and our kids um, in in high school and junior high, and then Mark graduating from high school and all of that. That's kind of like you know, it's a miracle. It's really yeah. a miracle. It is really. Yeah. God is good. I know that uh, you were a pastor, retired now, Mm -hmm. but you still, I'm sure, do some preaching. Yes, I do. And uh, so, were you a pastor then at at 43, 44? I know that's a different story. Can you tell us about that? Uh, At 42, I was teaching in a a secular school. And just after that, uh, after I got saved, I was there for a while. And then I I became a a supervisor of an uh, ACE school in, in Sebec and uh, so that was a big change for all of us and uh, then after that uh, well all along after a while in the church that I was in uh, I, I taught because I, I seemed to have a, uh, a way of knowing God's word and but I always wanted to go to school I always wanted to get more training so uh, I I tried to go at one time, and then someone said, well, you know, you know the word pretty good and everything. Well, I stuck it out for a little while, and finally I went to NBBI. How old were you at that at that time? Uh, let's see, that was in, I graduated in 1990. So, I think it was in about 55, 56, 57. We all went first, and so yeah. I would say to some older person like well some some person would say to me i went to school with mark and then somebody younger would say i went to school with that your dad because <laughs> everything was switched because he was he went later than us so if you have a desire to go to bible school or do whatever it is you want that you're never too old if, Amen. if the lord gives you the desire Amen. of your heart and that's the direction you want to go right. follow the lord's will and he will direct you in and just open doors for you so yeah yeah so now that you're done bible school now where how where did the lord lead you well 
after I graduated from from uh, NBBI, uh, Roger Black of Living Waters came up to the school before I graduated and, and said uh, was trying to get some young people for camp. Well, I wasn't a young person, but I knew Roger because of of uh, connection through my oldest daughter and and Galen. So I said to him, I said, uh, would there be anything for me? You know. So he says, yeah, come on down. So I stayed a, a year there. And then while I was there, I got contacted by uh, a church in Mattawamkeg uh, that if it would, would like to become pastor. And I said, no, I don't want to become pastor. I, and they said, well, would you become interim? So I did. So I did. And I'd go over there on the weekends and whatever. And there was another man that's supposed to be candidating. And they told me, don't come that Sunday. But then they contacted me and said, come that Sunday because he wasn't going to come. So I came that Sunday and they, they offered me the job, the, <laughs> the pastorate. And, yeah. and I took it. And I stayed there for, uh, let's see, how many long? About 11 years, I guess. So, Dad, you have a special relationship with your sister, and how has that played out through the years? Well, that's an interesting thing, because in my family, there's a Phillips side, and then there's a Dana side, and then there's the, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Nicola Nicola side. My father was A.J. Nicola. My sister's father was Chester Dana, and uh, the, the rest were Phillipses. So my sister and I got adopted together, so she really is like family because we had that time together. And I was the oldest in the family, and, and she keeps saying that, you know, that I was kind of taking care of her. I guess I must have, but not... Uh, you were not. telling me the story of the day that you got adopted, and or she was actually adopted, yeah, right? Yes, she was adopted, yeah. And could you tell that story? Because I think that's pretty, pretty amazing. Well, the way I remember it, and, and we were supposed to be, I think at least my sister, maybe both of us, were supposed to be given or sold to a, another family, an Italian family there. And, and my grandmother, Josephine uh, Francis, got a hold of that and got a hold of Lisa Winchester High. I don't know how the connection was. So, well, the only connection is that, that uh, Chester Dana was going to be her next husband. And so he wanted to adopt his own daughter. But somehow, I don't know what did it. I think it's God for sure. It has to be God. Because all I said was, can I go too? Oh. And she says yes. And that so was you it. weren't born Chester Dana? No. I was born Anselm Francis Phillips. Anthony Phillips. Neat. Yeah. So that's how you got, uh, that's exciting how you got Chester Data. Well, I just, I wanted a name change yeah. because he was all I had for a father, you know. Yeah. He was my sister's dad, so. And he was quite a man, like as far as what he did with crafts. And he, he had his own snowshoe shop there yeah. that he built snowshoes and um, baskets, uh, native, you know. Native baskets for the potato fields. He yeah. had 
he did that. So he was quite a skilled hunter and he all was, that. He was he was as good a, a man as far as as what he could do with his hands. He could do anything, but alcohol stopped him from doing everything. Wow. He'd start, you know. My mother had the money at the time, and he, uh, for example. My mother had the money, and, and there was a shop in, in Lee, another place there, that they were closing down. It was doors and windows. you know. And this man, fourth grade education, and so they bought that, and he was making doors and windows. He could do anything. But alcohol, he'd only go just so far, and it always stopped. He was, he was uh, well... As far as I'm concerned, he was he was uh, way ahead of just being an ordinary man. Hmm. I see so much sadness and so much heartache because there's so much gifted uh, Native people hmm. amongst our amongst our people across Canada and I'm sure across the United States. And when they get into the drugs and when they get into the drinking, hmm. it just takes away uh, the gift. That they have. Yeah. I knew of a young man back home, and he painted, he drew with a pencil, and just did amazing work. And uh, when he'd finish something, he'd sell it for next to nothing, which mm. could have been worth more mm. just to feed his habit. And he was gifted artist. Yeah. And there's so many people that lose their gifts and yeah. believe that... Uh, they don't realize that they could do more with it, but they settle for less. Yes. I would just one example, exactly. I would say, you know, uh, when he was making baskets, uh, he would, he, there was a, a thing for, uh, instead of using a hand stripper to make the sizing of the, of the basket weave, you know the pieces. They, yeah. He put a. He added onto a, onto the shaft, and and so he'd put that through, and he'd sand sand the piece, and then he put it over here and he'd size it. I mean, here's a man, no education at all, fourth grade education, and he's modifying these modifying these machines, you know. And then he made a thing so so anybody. In fact, I was doing it. He made a little thing for the for the bottom. He, he invented that. And all you do is put your pieces in there, and there's places you tack, tack, tack. Anybody could do it. And for the baskets. Now, can you make baskets? No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could, but yeah. I can't. Yeah. I'm learning. But I'm sure I'm sure you could. I'm sure you yeah. could learn if, if, if you were given an opportunity. I'm sure whatever he taught you back then would probably just come back to you. Uh, he made baskets so good. That they could, when they used to uh, pick potatoes, you could sit right on the side of it. They'd sit on the side of it and just pull it in, and that was it. And then, then, but these two men, actually, A.J. Nicola and Chester Dana, just kind of, it was a continuation, you know. And uh, uh, they invented, a, uh, one of them invented a basket that had you just turn it and let the potatoes come out. So a lot of a lot of skills going to waste. A lot of skills going to waste. But uh, you know, I'm just thankful that the Lord saved me. I've heard many stories. Like I've I used to listen to my grandmother and 
and she had story after story and and I love stories and you have uh, an amazing story um, your daughter the one that's uh, deaf uh, she got married are any of her children uh, have hearing problems no no it what happened was at that year there were as uh, German measles going around and if that affects if a, if a woman gets that when they're in a certain stage it affects the, the nervous system somewhat and there was a whole lot of them born at that time and in that that's an that's an interesting thing too uh, God created through uh, this group of people in Bangor uh, a little class for the deaf and it was carried on and uh, Lee was part of it. But God supplied a teacher, a, a teacher of the deaf for us. And we didn't even know him then. Hmm. That's how good God is, I think. So did you learn sign language? No, I've been trying it, but but uh, I, you know, we, we know some signs. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's married and has her own family. Uh, let's see. What, three girls? Yeah. Three girls. Yeah. Or oh, four girls. Four girls. Oh, yeah, with the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> four. That's right. So many we can't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing, Venus, you mentioned about your grandmother. Uh, I met a man who uh, we got in contact when I was a pastor. And uh, he said what he knew about our family. He said that, that back along... I had a grandmother on my father's side. Of course, I wouldn't know, right? Yeah. And that she was a Christian. And so we thank God for these for these believers that they continue to affect our lives. Yeah. Yes. Did you ever meet that side of the family? No. Okay. None. None. No. Well, you were blessed with uh, with the family that you were given. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And it seems like we're getting closer to them now, for some reason. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I didn't mean to get off on that. Mark was asking about my sister, but but you know, she's the closest thing to a sister. Yeah. That I have. In fact, I'm knowing them all now. Uh, we had uh, nine in the family. Uh, I think uh, I can't one see. I think it's four girls and. Five, five boys but we're just getting to know them now and uh, it's an interesting thing that that uh, well I guess you'd say his uncle would you want Butch mm -hmm. Butch had a, a meeting and uh, for the family and he invited us all and so Mark and Ruth came and and Galen and Lisa and their two girls and Joni and I and we finally made a contact and we've been praying for them, and, and God's working. God's really working, and we just pray that, that we'll have a, more contacts with them. Yeah. So they don't know the Lord together? No. Okay. No, they have a, um, like my sister, you know, they go to the Catholic Church, but she doesn't have a real, any deep meaning about it at all. Yeah. It's just something she does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she's, I don't know, she's 
quite the lady herself, right? Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah. She's a, a really, you know, you talk about skills. Uh, she never had a lesson on a piano, but she can go to the piano and pick it out and play <laughs> it. So, but she's she makes uh, beadwork. She does beadwork and she makes uh, uh, shirts. Uh, you had one, Mark. Yeah, the ribbon shirts. Ribbon shirts. Yeah. yeah, she makes those. She's very skilled with her hands. Yeah. 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 And she was for a while. She was uh, uh, a secretary to the to the chief for quite a long while. So the the whole family seems to be, you know, fairly intelligent. Yeah. So. So, Dad, if you look back over your life and you see God's work in your life, what would you say and tell people about, like, if you had some reason to, you wanted to express from your heart what God's done for you, what would you say to people? Well, I'd say, if you want peace, if you want a real life, then you have to give it to God. Hmm. That's where it came from in the first place. And that's not the answer to all problems. He is the answer to all problems, but not. Uh, we still have to live in this life. So if anyone thinks they're going to go to paradise right here on earth, this is not it. We're to be in the earth, right? Yeah. But not part of it, uh, the world, not part of it. And so, but uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace. Give me a hope. Give me a promise. And there's been ups and downs and all of that. But without that, I think my life would have been very incomplete. Hmm. Yeah. I often hear the thought, we're living in hell here on earth. How do you feel about that? Well, I. Uh, the only thing about it is that I think hell's worse. But this is bad. Hmm. That that's the thing we don't know. You know, nobody's gone there and come back and say, "Well, hell is like this, 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 this." But the scriptures say that it's it's a bad place to be. Uh, the New Testament speaks about uh, uh, which one was it that uh, he had died and he okay Lazarus Lazarus yeah. 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 yeah and even if he had come back from the and he dead. said, just, just please wet, was it please wet my mouth? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must be uh, mm-hmm. just like that, that uh, real pain. Yeah. You know. and, and yet he said, if someone came back, maybe they would believe. But yeah. Jesus said, no, if they don't believe what they hear from the mm-hmm. scriptures yeah. and Moses, then they won't believe someone coming back from the dead either. Yeah. Yeah. The verse I really like now, as you as you as you come to Christ, you come as a little baby, a child, and then you start growing. But you'll never you'll never get to what God really wants us to have. We'll we'll have a lot of it, as much as we can take, as much as we allow the Holy Spirit to work in us. But the one I like because I'm doing a, a study in in Sunday school about Revelation. And the, you go back in First Corinthians two nine. It says, "I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love Him." And that's the hope we have. Without Him, there's no hope. 
There are no solutions. There's short-term solutions, but not life-fulfilling solutions. I like that. And it goes on. He says, in this world you'll have tribulation. But then by my own, just my own words, he says, don't don't worry about that. I have overcome the world. And that's the promise. Mm -hmm. So we have a great future. Although it's rocky down here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was listening to the Christian radio this station this morning, and uh, he said he was talking about uh, uh, where the dead in Christ shall rise, and we who are still alive will mm. be caught up in the air. And he says it's just that hope we have that we know that Christ is coming back for us, even though we serve and live for him here, and we know that he's real, mm. and that. Uh, this is this is not just what we have, but there's a future for us in heaven. Amen. And we're, and he said that he's going to come back for us the same way we saw him go up. It's the same way he's going to come back, and that mm-hmm. gives us that hope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you said that, I love flying. I was in the Air Force, and I love flying. I didn't fly, but uh, I just loved planes. And I said, well... When the rapture comes, I can I can do loops and everything else as I go. You won't have to worry about a plane. That's yeah. right. Or anything. Or or uh, a parachute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 So, what are you doing with yourself today? I know that you're not a full time pastor, but you still take the pulpit every now and again. Yes, I do. And you know, if anyone needs a a pastor to for speaking I, I i haven't had many of those as i used to but uh i'm i teach at you know sunday school and uh i do a lot of visiting i've been uh seems so my ministry has been with uh like uh, nursing homes and because of Joni's brother being in in a home i we started ministering to another one of those so it's just we bring a message and and some songs and things and it, it seems so you know I'm busy I'm busy all the time so in Bible school we used to go visit at the seniors' home mm-hmm. in Laclabish and I just loved it because we go in and we go and visit them and and the sad part was that. They said nobody comes in and visits us, yeah. even if we go once a week just to bring a little bit of joy to their life. Just just making that time, just sit and talk and talk about uh, when they were young and mm. and where they are. They just they just need someone just to sit and listen and yeah. just have yes, a, they do. Yeah. just to be an encouragement to them. And yeah. even though you're older, and sometimes people think you're older and put them in a home. That's it. That's not it. They still need someone yeah they feel abandoned right yeah but some do yeah that i think the nursing home is a uh, a great ministry and uh this other one that i have is more or less people that that can't function for some reason yeah and so they're not they're not uh, entirely like the, the regular nursing home uh people so but uh, they just enjoy so much and, you know, uh, to have someone come, be interested in them, and it's just a blessing to Joan and I to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Dad, for sharing. And uh, do you have anything else to say, Venus, or any other questions? 
You're kind of looking like, oh, I put you on the spot again, eh? I've never heard your full story, and that was, to me, that, that's been an encouragement to me. And, uh, and you have uh, lots of grandchildren, and you go visit them often, or they all come to visit <laughs> you. And I know you had the joy of raising your kids, but tell us something about your grandchildren. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, we had 13 grandchildren, Mark. Yeah. 13 grandchildren. And it seems to be that in in my life, it's going to be the females. So <laughs> out of those 13, just two boys. <laughs> one was Mark's son, Chet, and one was Ellen's son, Jonathan. That's it. But the Lord does, is good. Doesn't Naomi have one? Uh, that's yeah, great that's, grandchild, that's, though. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's great. That's what I'm, that's oh. what I'm yeah. getting to. There's that's what more. I'm getting to. It's, it's an even Stephen now. More boys, <laughs> We've got as many boys as there are girls. Okay, I think so it's now you've got... 16, I think. I'm not sure, but it's whatever it is, it's, it's even. <laughs> okay, so you got 13 grandchildren. Yeah. And so now you've got 16 Great-grandchildren. Great-grandchildren. Ah. But the boys are starting to come in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh. Yeah, so our family has been blessed. Amen. Amen, We enjoy getting together. We really do. When we get together, it's like a taste of heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And your children are all living for the Lord. Amen. And then now they're raising children. That are loving the Lord, and yeah. that's wonderful. That's my prayer, that the Lord will continue this line as long as it goes. And the funny thing is, it's not my line. I mean, we've got Carvers, right? we got Sawyers, we got Pattisons, and all well, all kinds of different connections. So, uh, But as far as my concern is that, that it'll continue till God comes back and takes yeah. us There's home. one day now, too. Hmm? The one Dana. That's the only. That's the only one I've got. One <laughs> Dana. Yeah. Well, Mark one did male. good. Mark, you did good. <laughs> and then he's I got did. one Dana. That's, that's the only right. one. That's the only yeah. Dana. That's the only one. Yeah. That's right. See, so that that's it. <laughs> no pressure. No, <laughs> not whatsoever. We we'll have to put it on him when he gets to that time. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's been a blessing to have you here. And, Thanks, Dad. And uh, thank you very much for having me. It's always good to talk about the Lord. Amen. Amen. This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. For good Christian resources, visit our bookstore at wabanakibooks.com. Look for a new episode next week, wherever you find your favorite podcasts.